DW. Hi, Tim. Hey, Charlie. So I wanted to start off by talking about cannabis, the drug with the most users globally. When I think about weed, I think about its medicinal use. It's a herb, so it's a natural product. How does it hurt the environment? Well, simply by producing it at an industrial scale with conventional sources of energy. Let's take the US, for example. With partial legalization, the business has literally grown into a billion-dollar market. Mm -hmm. When that's the case, cannabis is typically grown in a greenhouse with the right light, right temperature and ventilation, which, of course, uses lots of energy. Estimates say that cannabis production in the US already accounts for 1% of the country's total energy consumption. That's equivalent to the emissions of 3 million cars or 2 million US households. Okay, so that's a huge amount of energy. But weed isn't just grown inside, right? No, it's not. In fact, most of the world's cannabis is grown outside. But aside from the energy use, the plants can be pretty thirsty too. At a certain stage, some marijuana plants need up to 6 gallons or 22 liters of water per day. This is about double the amount that grapes or tomatoes need. And let's take California as an example. Water use for large-scale cannabis plantations there has actually reduced the water level in some flowing streams by up to a quarter. Right, so a lot of energy and a lot of water being used in cannabis production. But I want to move on to another major drug now, which also comes from a plant. Cocaine mostly makes headlines because of its link to conflict. That's what I think of when I think of cocaine. It's derived from the coca plant, and that's typically cultivated outdoors. Is that right? Yeah. In huge areas in South American countries, including Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador, and of course, Colombia, and local cultures there have used coca leaves medicinally for thousands of years. But again, it's industrial scale coca production that is harmful to the environment. The biggest producer of cocaine worldwide is, surprise, Colombia. And since 2001, a forest area roughly four times the size of New York City has been locked for coca cultivation. And is the government doing anything about that? Well, yes. As part of a plan to eradicate cocaine production, the Colombian government has had aircrafts flying over coca plantations, spraying a really powerful herbicide called glyphosate. This has destroyed many coca plantations, but it also damaged neighboring forests and farmland. And what about some of these more clubby drugs like MDMA? It's my understanding that in recent years, synthetic drugs like MDMA have become more and more popular, particularly among young people. But we aren't cutting down trees to produce MDMA, are we? That's right, but there is a, a big but. The production of one kilo of pure MDMA which is the main substance in ecstasy, produces about 10 kilograms of toxic waste, or 30 kilos in the case of amphetamines. This in includes sodium hydroxide, hydrochloric acids, and acetone. These are substances that would normally have to be disposed of as hazardous waste using protective suits. Mm -hmm. Studies show that in the Netherlands alone, in 2017, 7,000 tons of toxic chemicals were illegally discharged. Yeah, and I saw that if that's translated into liquid, it's about 7 million litres. Yeah, that's huge. So w where does it end up when it's illegally discharged? It's dumped literally wherever, in drums or not in safe containers. So it leaks into the ground and rivers. Well, getting back to drugs derived from plants, I wanted to ask you about one last drug, opium. What's the deal with opium? 
Opium is used to produce heroin and other opioids, including some prescription drugs like morphine, which you might know. The original substance, opium, is derived from a flower, the opium poppy. And in terms of cultivation, we need to look at Afghanistan. Before 2001, in the southwestern part of the country, there was nothing but dry desert. But thanks to solar-powered water pumps, the desert was greened. Okay, well, that actually sounds like a good thing. But you're implying that it's not. Whoa, De depends. A report found that the groundwater level is sinking by three meters per year in that region. With wells needing to be drilled ever deeper, experts fear that in the near future, agriculture won't be possible in there anymore at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As with many other crops, opium poppy farmers also use chemical fertilizers and strong pesticides to control the weeds. Groundwater tests have shown that nitrate levels are significantly higher than what is deemed safe. Okay, so we have a very comprehensive picture of the eco-footprint of illegal drugs, and it's not a pretty one. But apart from not making these drugs and not consuming them, which frankly doesn't seem very realistic, is there anything else that we can do to reduce their ecological impact? What's interesting to see is that studies have shown where cannabis is legalized, consumption grows. But on the other hand, in those places, the lucrative market is controlled and regulated by the government. So that provides an opportunity to manage the environmental impacts the same way other agricultural and industrial impacts are managed. Mm. And in the US, for example, some producers are now even marketing organic cannabis. And that's something that might be difficult to do illegally. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't expect a criminal gang to, uh, to marketing sustainable drugs. Tim, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Charlie. DW.